3: Okay. The, my dad was a stripper uh, <laughs> at a There's the place. show intro.
0: <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
1: You're listening to Cobras and Fire, a Pantheon podcast. This week, Bacos Plus One is a sod from the pod, Craig Smith. Ah! Welcome to Cobras and Fire. My name is Baco, and today my plus one is a man who never plays beer pong on anything but official Kiss merchandise. I'm talking to <laughs> Craig Smith, the host of Pods and Sods. I mean, that's still a, a proper way to introduce you, yes?
3: Well, I, I mean, until we, uh, we're, we're actually on a, a farewell deal now, <laughs> but it's like a farewell that just doesn't end. Does that mm. sound familiar? Mm.
1: I like that. Uh, yeah, and, you know, just kind of push it off, push it off, push it off, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, uh I got a couple things to get into uh before we get into the main topic of today, but uh, one of them I just mainly be I'm bringing this up because uh you and I commented on a thread. I think it was uh Chris Sinzak's shared Chris Sinzak's? Yeah, let's call him that, whatever. That's better than Sniznak. Um Chris Sinzak, <laughs> he shared the the link to the the new rock and roll over merchandise which came out a day <sighs> after the music from the elder merchandise. And and you echoed a lot of what what my sentiment was. I mean, cuz I I still buy vinyl if I see something that I like kiss-wise, but there really isn't much left that I need to track down. You know what I mean? So it's usually just right. a, du- a double or a different version, and, and and price is always a factor at this point because I have most of the stuff I want. What I'm getting at, though, is that I would have loved some Elder merchandise pretty much. I might have been able to to... I don't know, to justify buying most of that crap. Uh, The rock and roll over stuff was cool, but not quite as enticing, probably because it's not the Sasquatch that you never see. You know what I mean? Right. Um, But I did pony up and buy the picture disc, and I'm not a picture disc guy. I didn't get the $150 one. That one was sold out, and I wouldn't have paid that anyway, but I bought the $50 one.
3: Wait, I only saw an image of the whole collection. What was the hundred and fifty dollar one?
1: So it's kind of like, have you ever seen the Japanese cover of the Elder? Where there, the, the, yes, the, okay, used so, to own one. Ooh, right on. Yep. Huh.
3: Yep. Um, it's that You're welcome, Corey.
1: <laughs> it's that cover, and I think the picture disc is that as well. The one I okay. got has the hand in the middle of the the like the the label. Uh, the of label it. hand, yeah. So uh, that's what's on the picture. Um, I'm not even sure I'm going to bother opening it. Or not because i d- there's I' don't, no point i yeah I don't play picture discs, they sound like garbage, and yeah. like I said, i'm just not a fan of them, but I had to get something i i I just didn't like the coffee cup enough and
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, the coffee cup uh i don't know there there's something about that the hand on the white background that's just a little weird looking yeah uh, although uh when I was a fan, I did appreciate that clear uh a poster, the promo poster that had the uh, clear background i never had one of those but i always wanted one
1: no i've seen them but i also never owned one uh yeah it but i echoed your 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 sentiments uh it's like you know you guys fuck off what what the fuck now you're doing kind of cool stuff and you almost wonder what the hell did somebody else take over
3: you know what what, what's going on here well i and i mean even look kiss won't miss up an opportunity to cash in on whatever it amazes me that it took this long for them to do anything for the elder but yeah it 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 just frustrates me i know joey haney was getting on my case about (laughs) which he always does whenever i I post any anti-kiss thing but it's just like yeah i would i would have bought the shit out of this collection fucko uh, to to use a peter a Peter Chris quote hmm. um, so yeah it's it's frustrating. I really wish that this <laughs> stuff would have come out when I cared about it, but yeah whatever but uh, it, it is funny that as a uh, a recovering kiss fan, I did spend <laughs> a lot of time over the last few days defending the elder. Uh, an album which I, I I don't know that I'll ever even listen to again, hmm. but which uh, I, I still will stand up for.
1: It's actually uh, in my pile of records to listen to later today. I didn't get to listen to it on this 40th anniversary, so. Uh, but uh, I'm home alone after this, so uh, when we're done, I'm. Oh, I was I'm, gonna, I
3: was going to say what what knocked out the elder on that day.
1: Oh, oh, just. Spending time with the
3: wife. Uh, okay, <laughs> all right. I, I, I thought you were going to go with like some kind of artist that I could make fun of. Oh no, or, nothing or like that you could have mentioned and Eric could have made fun of I in did, the comments.
1: I worked, came home, hung out with 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 toots. That was it. Mm. I I did. I spun no vinyl that day or since. Uh, but uh, okay. today I have an afternoon to just I don't know, play some video games. I, I've been I've been away from my my PlayStation for three weeks with work and vacation and stuff. Uh, I finally mm. have some, some alone daddy time to uh, to fire up some Madden and uh, waste some time. So, uh, but there yeah, you go. Anyway. Uh, no, but the, I mentioned beer pong at the beginning. Um, they have a rock and roll over beer pong table. Now, I actually like the table. Oh, I didn't even see that. I didn't see that in the... <laughs> <I realized. laughs> yeah. Wow. Now, it's like $270 because I was like... I might just buy that table to have, you know, like for Thanksgiving or Christmas when you you need that little extra table, you know, folding table out for a buffet space, you know?
3: Yeah. But if uh, if this was 1996, Eric would already have owned it. Uh, He bought literally every piece of Kiss shit that came out on the reunion tour. The pool cue, the whole deal. (laughs) I think the pool cue is
1: somewhere in my house. My wife bought that. She got a lot of uh, post-reunion merchandise, oddly. It's like... Uh, her mm. collection is, is all that, um, but I I I think probably just because of when I got into Kiss, I've always kind of leaned more. I bought plenty of stuff, by the way, Poster Union, but my, my real sure. heart for collecting was the the seventies and early eighties
3: stuff. So oh, absolutely. Um, Did, but, wait, wait well, you got into Kiss when seventy seven? So what was your what was the earliest piece of Kiss merchandise you remember owning? I know what mine is.
1: It had to be as far as uh, outside the music. I'm thinking the lunchbox, but um, I, as I've harped and harped on my family for being poor on this show, um, mm. I, I, I often had to choose between a record or like a T-shirt or something. I almost always went for the music, so I'm kind of proud of myself for that. Uh, no, I didn't have not. a lot, uh, period, but uh, okay. I've bought most of it as I got my own job, things of that nature. So,
3: yeah, I remember. Uh I mean, the first Kiss album I owned was Double Platinum. So that was like my first piece of Kiss merchandise in terms of records. But um, I'm fairly certain the first thing I owned was that little transistor radio. That would be sweet to have. little transistor Kiss radio. Yeah. I I had had that for years, and then I I sold it for a decent amount at some point.
1: Wow. Well, at least you got something for it. Um... Yeah.
3: And it didn't work. It it probably hadn't worked in years. But uh, good memories, you know, those little... And I, I think my dad like, found it at a flea market, uh, and that's probably how I got most of the Kiss shit that I had as a kid. <laughs> you know, My dad would find it at the flea market post-dynasty, and uh, he would only buy me Kiss albums if they were a quarter, and he'd, he'd come home and he'd be like, yeah, there was this one, it was a live something – and I didn't buy it because it was 50 cents. And I was like, but it's two records. It fits. You could have done it.
1: <laughs> the math works. <laughs>
3: yeah. So, but uh, but most of my albums came from my cousin. I got handed down a, a fairly healthy Kiss collection after I was made for Loving You, yeah. which I assume a lot of people my age probably had older cousins that did the same. Did,
1: did it skip right at the beginning?
3: Of I I uh, my dynasty was one that I got fairly new. Okay. Um and yes, my dynasty did skip. Right yeah. at the beginning of I was made for loving you and then again somewhere else on the side.
1: Yeah. That was the first album that the the band, well, you know, band uh released uh that I got. Uh Hotter than Hell was my first my record, but my sister and I kind of had to had to share all our our records. It was just in mm. one spot and so what what you know mikasa su casa? I I used that wrong I'm sure, um, but yeah have you ever played beer pong is what I
3: wanted to know I have not that's one thing I have never done uh, I, I I've I've witnessed it uh, but you know me I, anything that requires hand eye coordination <laughs> if it doesn't involve a sock uh. Uh, you know is just something that I'm <laughs> I'm not going to be very very good at
1: uh, do you need eye coordination for the, the sock activity
3: <laughs> <laughs> well kind of because yeah. uh, eric and i have a thing that that we call <laughs> oh, no uh, eric is coming up a lot in this episode and also mm. he's Fre- once very he, Freudian if he if he ever hears me say the beginning of yeah me and eric had this thing when it comes to socks you can't it was what we called landing on andrew stevens so like Andrew Stevens would show up in those Cinemax movies and you would have to you'd have yes. to, excuse me for the the fairer listeners out there but you'd have to bust at the right time. Mm-hmm. And uh you know uh, sometimes you just you'd land on Andrew Stevens and it's like ah oh, that's that's not what I was aiming for. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that
1: was always the worst like when the porn would shift you know from the you know what you're enjoying to the the dude's facial expression it's like why are you even and, showing this guy from you know the crotch up?
3: Yeah, you know, but it's not that. Like the the dude's facial expression is kind of like think about baseball swing all night. But, right, right. You yeah, know, know, you're you're then just trying too hard to think like when's this scene gonna be over? And uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, for a thirteen year old, it can be really bad.
1: Oh man, uh, the only I w- the only drinking game I think I ever had any uh, uh, skill at was quarters. I was I was decent at that. Um, but honestly, beer pong came around at the time that, you you know, that kind of part of my life was phased out anyway, the whole drinking game activity deal. So mm-hmm. um, so what? I don't know. I guess I don't know how old beer pong is. I'm just saying by the first time I heard about it, uh, I was already kind of like tapped out of drinking games, I guess.
3: Yeah, my, my drinking game. Uh, my favorite one was drink as much as possible, and that's why uh, that's why I'm no longer yeah, drinking. Yeah, yeah, I like that. But game. I have I have fairly good memories of most of it.
1: Oh my god! Uh, yeah, Alex Alt was kind enough to remind me that I joined you guys for Halloween, pretty tuned up after watching, uh, spending the afternoon w- with some friends watching the Vikings. I came. I, I think they lost that day too. Believe it or not, I just. uh, uh,
3: our, uh was it the Halloween stream?
1: I think so. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah, I had actually largely forgotten about it, but uh, he was kind enough to uh, to bring that memory back. But uh, anyway, uh, so we can play coffee pong today. Uh, we're both uh, partaking. Um,
3: yeah, I can dig that.
0: Call oh, someone
1: On the, on the Kiss stuff just because we're in there uh, I watched a little bit of the Kiss Cruise Sail Away footage last night I'm sorry not the, the Sail Away Cruise I right. can't remember this is the actual the first show inside there um, the second yeah. song they played was Let Me Go Rock and Roll and, and they played it like they play it on a live which is the way I prefer it but man that song cannot be number two you already feel like the show is over by the end of that song you know it's got that kind of climactic build up at the end there and
3: that's super weird placement yeah. I mean, if you're going to play it second, you're playing the album version. I mean, it, it, in right. terms of like set etiquette, you know, I, uh, I do, uh, you know, Chris Sinzak gets on me all the time, like, because uh, he's like, you know, you're you're going to come back. <laughs> <laughs> and so anytime that I even mention Kiss, he's like, mm. I told ya. And you. And I was like, this I, I was like, no, I, I'm not back. This is not back. The day that I buy a Kiss record again is back. I sold all my shit. But you know, I mean, like we still have vested interests in train wrecks, don't we? Mm
0: -hmm. Like uh,
3: I, you know, I still check out the the cruise set list, and I'll get upset about that if it's cool as well as horrible as Paul sounds. (laughs) But um, yeah, I don't know. So like, those are the kind of things that I'll like. I'll check in once a year and. If you're not giving me the skinny on one of these episodes, which is usually when I catch up catch up with Kiss, um, <laughs> right on, I'll, yeah. exactly. I'll yeah. I'll check out the set. So, but but I was um, it, I, we talked about it in the in the cruise episode that that Megan and I did um, the sail. We actually left the the sail away show half through uh, in 2017. So Kiss Cruise Seven, I think. Okay, um, we actually stayed for maybe half of the sail away set and then just went to the buffet it, it was it was so kind of lifeless um and then was it so still I acoustic at, it was acoustic then okay. yeah um and uh i saw this set list and i saw it was only like 12 songs yeah that's that's two songs longer than the 30 minute hotter than hell or a uh, dress to kill album hmm. so i i don't know it just it it I looked at it and it was like, yeah, this isn't. I mean, it's nice to bring Bruce out. Uh, you know, Bruce is really the only person on that boat I'd care about, really. Uh, yeah, same so. here. Honestly, um, I think
1: I said that on the on our show that I, I like that he's and I like what he brings, and it's just it's, it's oh, fun yeah. and, and, and and you know really goes deep and, and stuff like that. And he doesn't just stick, s- you know, s- mostly his era, but he'll he'll dip back to do some stuff his brother played on things of that nature. So.
3: Yeah, I, I do feel fortunate that I saw Bob and Bruce play together on the cruise. That's, oh, that was uh, that cruise, huh? It, yeah, it was that cruise, oh, and wow. it, oh my god, it was it was amazing, absolutely amazing. And while we were watching it, Paul walked by us on the uh, uh, the top deck. I remember. And that I didn't now. even notice him. And and Megan, who <laughs> was a Kiss fan for you know maybe I don't know twenty minutes by that point. Yeah. Uh, you know, she's like, you, you realize Paul's kind of like standing right next to you, and I was like, oh, holy shit, yeah, he he is. Uh, So, yeah, weird. But um, that that set they played was just like one after another. Just songs that just gave you chills. It's like you you never thought they'd be performed live. You're on a boat where you're just like immersed in Kiss shit Mm -hmm. in the best and worst ways. Yeah. You know, uh, it, it goes both ways. But like. Uh, it, it was it was a the worst magical, is the other people right <laughs> uh, it can be rough yeah I mean come on uh, yeah, you've seen the pictures tricky. of of uh, you know the people on this boat yeah, it's, oh, yeah. uh you know there are some people that that you know just maybe take it a little too far yeah but uh, but you know that might be me on a fish cruise someday so uh, <laughs> I'm not I'm not knocking that either I get it but there's also uh, you know at the end of five days there is a little bit of uh, okay I'm getting ready to. I'm ready for Terra Firma.
1: There's a lot of people on the Kiss Cruise with totally whack drip.
3: <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. I was
1: waiting for it. There we go. Yeah, I'm trying to squeeze it in every up till the end of the year. All right. Um, yep. one other, th- one last thing. A-, a little love for Tommy Thayer, not in the way people would think, but um. You really see, and I've always used, like, uh, James Hetfield, um, and I don't know if you know what the singer from Testament looks like. I I don't think you're that big of a thrash guy. But but if you looked at them side by side back in the day when they were both kind of up and coming, not a big difference. Today, huge difference. Uh, Really? Well, you know, it's just, you know, from the clothes to the the weight to the physical anyway tommy thayer uh he joined black and blue who was on the fucking cruise for some
3: silly reason oh i didn't didn't realize that is this the first time that he would have played with them since
1: um no they've done a couple things i mean they play without him mostly but I, i know he's joined them off and on a couple times over the years but uh there's all, Tommy shared a picture on Twitter of him and, and the singer Jamie St. James, I don't know, just at a table somewhere in the cruise, and, you know... D- Jamie looks, you know, a little moon I don't. I, I only mean that because of the weight that he's put on over the years, things of that nature. I'm not suggesting right. he was drunk. I, I just, I'm just trying to describe it. Meanwhile, right, right. Tommy looks fucking immaculate, like he hasn't aged. He's been preserved, yep. and it just shows you what money can do. You know what I mean? It. Just-
3: <laughs> well, the, the silver makeup affects people in different ways. You see what it did to Ace. I, yeah. and,
0: well, Tommy, uh, I think he's been
3: a little Tommy, better with his money. You know, yeah, I, for Tommy, it was like the fountain of youth.
1: Yeah, that's kind of where I was going. It's just like, man, you know, he uh, uh, love or hate him, man. He uh, he looks
3: great. Uh, so uh, good on you, Tommy. Uh. Yeah, he's actually the one member of current Kiss that I have no issue with. Really, like, uh, I, I don't have any issues with Tommy. Uh, again, like we can we can piss on the makeup was not his decision. Yeah, and no. I know this is beating a dead horse. This has been talked about to death. But you know, n- no one would turn down that gig. You know, except maybe Bruce, who'd <laughs> be like, "Yeah, I'm not putting on, I'm not Man, putting on Ace makeup." I, I would like to you.
1: see what I would do in that situation because my gut says you're not doing that, but I don't know. Yeah. I, well, it, here's the thing, though: was never close to being asked. It turns out, Craig, I was not on the short list, so uh, I'm,
3: I'm surprised by that. So
1: I can hypothetically turn it down. Um, okay, uh,
3: but because it, it, I've seen, I've seen you at the uh, these elder events. Mm,
1: yes, I, I, I pull out the deep cuts, baby. Yeah. Uh,
3: yeah. Uh, okay. I would like I, you know what? I yeah, I'm I'm very confident in in my sexuality, but you know, I might like to see you in that silver makeup. <laughs> I'd like to see what it does to what it does for you. Oh
1: god. Uh, I I have always pictured myself more as the, the next Paul Stanley, so I'm going to have to uh, okay. uh That's that's what I that's why I turned it down. I was like, "Well, when Paul steps down, give me a call."
3: Oh, I, I will but. say that you're about neck and neck when it comes to motivational speaking. So mm. I will oh, go with that. Right on.
1: Okay. Oh yeah. uh, well, um hopefully um the, the people who think all we do is shit on kiss are happy with this conversation.
0: I want to with time
1: to mention the last since the last time we've we've had you on you have moved and you got your nice little dig set up i can see everything it looks good in the background but i have to admit when we talked about your your new apartment on the show it didn't really garner the same sort of like steam the, the first time we talked about it uh <laughs> well,
3: that's because chloroform wasn't mentioned this second time you motherfucker <laughs> you know oh yeah uh like i, I told although, uh, although although let me say this uh it, it probably out of all of your listeners uh, i 'm considering myself one of them. Mm, thank you. I might be the only one that, if you took a picture of the contents of of that apartment at the time, I would be the only one where a a jug of forty dollar distilled uh, chemical <laughs> water for cleaning records would be confused for chloroform. <laughs>
1: Yeah, you probably. Yes. I there there yeah. aren't too many people who have that particular product sitting in in open space, I guess. Is it Th- is right. it out in plain sight still or have you used it all or
3: No, no. Uh in fact that day uh it was relegated to a cabinet. After that? Uh, never to come never to come out again except to refill the little bottle which is used for the actual cleaning. Right on. Well, uh well, I I go overboard, I admit it. I uh, people will make fun of this and I'm absolutely fine with that. Uh you know it it's it, audio files and i'm I'm nowhere near an audio file, but yeah it, it's a group you can you can make fun of fairly easily sure when when my Saturday or Sunday is spent you know meticulously cleaning records at the age of forty eight yeah there might be a there might be a problem there i I'm <laughs> totally fine putting it out there. I'm actually putting it out there before L.C. Fox decides to come up with a bit. Hey, let's make fun of Craig for cleaning records.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, well, look for that in a future episode. Uh, that was a spot-on <laughs> impression, by the way. Uh, Thank you. been working on it. <laughs> I, 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 I tend to think that maybe I, I assume a little too much that, um, that I, I, I assume everybody knows I'm an easy target. And so, therefore, I, I really don't have a lot of hesitation when it comes to picking on somebody or, or calling them out on some silly thing. Because, don't you
3: hesitate? Don't you hesitate.
1: Uh, because I, I know with little effort, I can be pretty much torn to shreds for something similar <laughs> or different. You know, especially if you don't like sports, watch yeah. watch me watch a Viking game by myself for about 30 minutes. You know, uh, it, it's, it's definitely, it, I only like to watch it with like-minded people. And I have mm. fortunately curated a nice group of friends that that we can hang out with, and and when we don't, I just watch it at home. But my stepdaughter does a brilliant impression of me. All I'm getting at it is, it's, <laughs> I just don't want people to see this, and it's it's the, the social norms are just thrown out the window. And
3: yeah. yeah, I get that. Plus, it was I have a kiss pinball machine. I mean, and yeah, uh, I was going to say yeah. that's that's the other part of it. Yeah.
1: yeah. Well, with that, uh, seriously, you are settling in nice? Everything going good? It seems like you like your new uh, community where you're living.
3: Uh, it's, it's a great town, but, uh, this apartment is really tiny. Mm -hmm. Um, in fact, you could have more of a field day with this one than you could with the old one, uh, because it's like half the space you can see down here are the records that did not fit on the, uh, Ikea shelving on the wall. So, uh, yeah, some downsizing will have to, will have to take effect, but yeah, it's, it's the, (laughs) gotta get rid of the chair. uh, There you go. Here it is. It's, uh, it's oh, it's right there. That's closer than it looks. <laughs> no, it certainly is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, at least uh, in the other apartment, you could you could you could mock it, but there was a good amount of space around. Okay, uh, but yeah, it's it's a little cramped in here. But it's it's the it's the price you pay for. Uh, yeah, at my age, I was like, you know, I'm I'm working from home. Uh, wasn't really a fan of where I was, and I was like, you know, I'd be much. I lived here like seven years ago, and couldn't afford it. Uh, my boss lived here. I'm mean, in uh, Collingswood, New Jersey. Oh, it's one of those places. Mm, mm. Yeah. It, 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 yeah. Yeah. My boss lived here and he's like, ah, oh, you should, you should take a look. So when I started working at my new place, I I moved here and uh, I didn't like calculate in like the five bucks to get over the bridge every day. And hundred, bu- hundred bucks a month is an expense. You know, mm-hmm. you don't quite figure that in. And it's like, you're not, eating pizza this week so uh so yeah it it worked out and i came back and it's just you know it's i'm happier here you know i'm I'm a bit of a recluse so it's cool to just like have somewhere where if i do want to go out there's like tons of shit around where i can just like walking distance to a record store like 30 restaurants it's a it's a nice little downtown kind of town Right on. Uh, so, having a good time.
1: And you look great, by the way. Your hair, it's uh, freshly trimmed, it's, it looks like. Uh, it's,
3: you, it's growing back, yeah. Keep yeah, your lettuce tight.
1: And we seem to have a similar theme dressing today, uh, basically just a plain, I don't know, is plain that black. black? black. I got dark gray. Um, but, oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Anyway.
3: Yeah. I wow. was this close to putting on a fish shirt, <laughs> uh, and, but but I was worried that you wouldn't have jokes at the ready. Oh, so yeah, I didn't want yeah. to put you on the spot.
1: Yeah, you know I like to c- curate some sweet jokes. Oh, uh, I know you do. <laughs> well, uh, you, you hinted at it just a minute ago, and I cut you off. I want to talk about the weirdest, I don't even know, what, what do you call it, like uh, el- elitist stand I've ever heard in my life? And, and stand can be used two ways in this thing. Uh, Lee McCormick uh, shared something on Facebook that was just fascinating to me. Uh, cutaway acoustics and boom stands are what I can't remember <laughs> exactly. But he thinks those are for posers, basically. Is that
3: am, am I capturing the tone fairly? Well, that's what the post was. Um, but the, I, I, I do have to agree. And look, Lee is a, a dear friend mm-hmm. and I did not know this was coming. Uh, so <laughs> apologies to Lee in advance uh, for this. I love uh, Lee, man. I'll, I'll all, all respect Nothing but respect. Yeah, yeah, there. no, uh, but I, I, you know, I just want to make sure uh, and let him know that I, this was not part of the agenda. But yes, <laughs> yeah, uh it absolutely uh, was. And look, I'll right call there. him out when <laughs> I'll call him out when there's a silly post. I, I, that's a that's a bit of rock star posturing that I I don't know that I agree with. I, but to be completely honest, I never had an opinion on boom stands to be. Even more honest, I don't know anybody that's ever had an opinion on boom stands. You hold up the fucking mic so that you can get to it with mm-hmm. whatever you're doing. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. Cutaways, I, I can see where that might be. Uh, that one I kind of I have an gets. issue with people that are like guitar heads, but I'm not one. Right. Um but uh, yeah, I don't know. I, it I'm seemed extreme sure either way. Ones. Look,
1: it, it, we're just having fun here. Uh, if if yeah. anybody is curious, I always preferred the straight stand look. When when uh, but you know, with an electric guitar, it's a lot easier. Well, well, well,
3: should we say exactly what he was coming out against? Yes. Yeah. You, you, why, maybe you can explain it better, knighted. So uh, angled boom, which uh, or, or no, I'm sorry. He, he was coming out against a boom stand, but said that like. An angled boom like Springsteen uses is fine. I Although I might say... <laughs> and Sammy Hagar it, has one of those, but it's, it's shaped like an R. Well, there you go. I, I also might say that if Springsteen didn't have an angled boom, Lee might not be sticking up for it. Yeah, this might be a Springsteen thing. Mm. Uh, and also, uh, he, he's very much against... exemption. Yes. He's very much against cutaways on acoustic guitars. And that um, does
1: just kind of come off more gonna of guitar snobby, you know what I mean? Uh, which, by the way, all four, I, I mean, I, I say that with, with respect. I just don't play a lot of acoustics, so I wanted something that uh, was electric and about 400 bucks, and that's what I yeah, got. It's definitely uh, not so- the best-sounding acoustic out there, and, and, and honestly, the, the best-sounding ones I've ever played, to his credit, did not have a cutaway.
3: Okay, fair enough. Mm-hmm. In that respect, I agree. I don't know that that's necessarily what he was getting at. <clears> yeah, I think it's of more sound. the
1: image, you know, because Lee is. You talk about a guy who pays attention to his drip. That dude, he he knows how to put himself <laughs> together and present himself
3: to the to the public. You know what I mean? It, it was worth the drip conversation just to get to this. <laughs> yes. uh, but I dropped a picture of Prince playing um, an awesome yes, purple yeah. cutaway guitar. <laughs> um, that was great. It, which I, I I saw him play that guitar live in 2004 from the front row. Um, I don't know that I would piss on anything that happened at that show, uh, <laughs> much less his playing or what he was playing. And, uh, my, to be completely honest, my image should have shut down the thread. You see Prince playing a guitar. Fuck off. Mm-hmm. This is the right guitar to be playing at that point. Uh, had a Prince, boom stand. uh and had a boom stand and, and was sitting, which is probably another bad thing. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. Uh, and then, uh, Friend Corey, who is the person that I sold my Kiss collection to, responded with a picture of Paul Stanley, I think from Unplugged, playing a, a cutaway acoustic. But that that I can agree with. probably a <laughs> dopey on Paul's part. Yeah. Uh, but Prince, no, you, you don't. You don't. You don't come out against that. That's just silly.
1: I. You know, one thing I'm I'm going to stand by Paul on this. I think he's always had immaculate taste in guitars. I I wouldn't doubt that. Except for that I, I kind of phase that he went through. Ooh, yeah, yeah. Forgot about that. Yeah. Other than that,
3: pretty, yeah. pretty consistent. Yeah, not too bad. Yeah, yeah I'll go with that.
1: trip out to uh, Pigsley Park, and then you, you did yes. an episode with Andy Shaw who went with you, and you, and you kind of, like, broke down...
4: Oh, Andy uh, Shaw, hey! My couch pulls out, but I don't, you know?
1: Yeah. <laughs>
4: don't I don't know? do it as
1: good. Don't you know? And uh, not you know? You motherfucker, eh? You, you did a great kind of recap. You actually... Because my wife had been, like, hinting that she really wanted to check this out for a couple years. And listening to your episode really pushed me over the edge, so... There was a Pearl Jam exhibit at this this museum in Seattle that I went to. I wanted to bring you on to kind mm-hmm. of walk through it a little bit. I sent you some of the pictures, and we can kind of use those yeah. to kind of go up. And, and and I'll break down kind of how things were laid out and what, what what how it kind of was like to walk into this thing and kind of be just immersed with a band that you and I both have a lot of respect for. Um, yep. And then just kind of, you know, maybe you got some stories or things, a conversation we can have about some of the artifacts that the band shared there. And we can just kind of go through it similar to your, your Paisley Park episode, if that's all right. Definitely, yeah. All right. So t- <clears throat> to, to paint the picture, uh, right next to the Space Needle in Seattle is this thing called the Museum of Pop Culture, or Mopop for short.
3: I've only been to Seattle once. Uh, when I was there, I visited the Experience Music Project, I think is what it's called. Okay. Um, put out by Hendrix's family. Mm. Um, and that was 2001, 2002. Uh, d- is this Pearl Jam exhibit something that is uh, temporary or like moving, or is it kind of always there? Do you know?
1: It's it's ending sometime in 2022. I don't know that it's okay. going to be a traveling thing, um, but I do know it, it was actually extended um, because of COVID. So okay. it was going to wrap up sometime this year. I don't I don't remember the exact dates, but I remember that was honestly a, one of the ma- the larger factors in me wanting to go out there 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 was a handful of things you know the my wife wanted to go to the funko pop headquarters my sister lives right. out there i have a dear friend um uh his name is carl so uh, i haven't seen him since i was probably 16 years old um, mm. but for about two years, uh, it was me, it was, so it was Carl Baco and a guy named Drees the three of us, uh, when I was meeting, catching up with him out in Seattle, uh, we, I called this, it was like our standby me era, you know, like mm. we, we weren't really bad kids, but we were definitely mischievous and, you know, it's like, that was the time when we went out and looked at dead bodies, you know, things of that nature. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, so the opportunity to see him, um, and, mm-hmm. and just sit down and have a meal with him and. And just kind of reminisce. Uh, it ended up being, um, you know, that was a, that, that was a huge thing, and it ended up being really rewarding, to be honest with you. But, uh, but yes, yeah, so this Mopop Museum is right next to the Space Needle. It, when you take okay. the Space Needle up, you look down. They tell you this is supposed to be a, a like the building from the top is supposed to look like Hendrix's smashed Stratocaster. Um, really? Okay. And like uh, the monorail is the neck. So I looked I down, know. took a picture of it, and I'm like, well. This is kind of like a like a Picasso version of of what it meant, you know. But uh, I I love the idea that there was some uh, inspiration musically into the actual architecture of it. Outside, right. they have a Chris Cornell statue that. On man, the statues are difficult. They either look pretty cool or they just don't deliver, and this one just doesn't. It's I kind of uh, feel bad. That's a bummer.
3: Yeah. Yeah. It, it's a very thin line. Yeah, it really
1: is. I just I don't even know uh i don't really have a solution for it other than like if it doesn't work just just scrap it and try again or something i don't know yeah all right so you go into the museum the first thing you kind of you're on the main floor there it's got like a a sci-fi exhibit and it's all these movie artifacts from science fiction movies from all eras star wars star trek uh, uh lost in space things of that nature um uh, you go up to the second level. They have this really cool. It's almost like a almost shaped like an upside down Christmas tree, but it goes like two floors high of just guitars, kind of. Oh wow! Yeah, and it's like. Um,
3: Wait a second. Uh, that was also I, I saw that. Okay. That I specifically remember. I have pictures of it. So I wonder if. Um,
1: no, was the experience music thing right next to the? I mean, maybe this is
3: kind of something that grew out of that. It might have been. It might have been. Yeah. I don't know the history I, I, I of the museum unfortunately,
1: that. but uh okay.
3: But up on the
1: second floor there around those guitars is uh like the, there's a Nirvana exhibit, a guitar exhibit, a Hendrix exhibit where they actually have uh, one of the um one of the mixing boards from uh Electric Ladyland. That was kind of cool. Um, is
3: that one that Dave Grohl hasn't bought? <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh yeah apparently maybe Dave bought it and donated it who knows donated it maybe uh, yeah, true. and they have a hip hop exhibit uh that i, I checked out and in a, a video game exhibit which was actually pretty weird uh, oh, wow. <laughs> yeah
3: weird weird how because I
1: none of the game it was all like uh you could go in and you could actually play these games, but you've never heard of any of these games and these weren't on systems like were that are common uh and and it, they seem to um be from all eras. But you don't know how to play the game, and I don't know, some of them didn't work. It just uh, – yeah. I was expecting more kind of – because outside there's a big picture of Mario Brothers on the wall, uh, and I kind of expected to be kind of immersed in, like, everything from the history of – because that's how every other exhibit is. Right. You know, um,
3: when, when you mentioned the hip-hop, that was something about Experience Music Project that I was into. I I was into hip-hop uh, as a kid until it got um, – Uh, Let's say I was into it when it was just a little more underground, just starting to break, Mm -hmm. and I was pretty much out by 1985. So like 83 to 85 was a – to to this day, um, I still consider it like my favorite period and genre of music because it was like discovering something crazy that I never Mm -hmm. knew existed. And it was exciting in a way that music – as much as I loved it in years following just wasn't as exciting. So at Experience Music Project, there was like a big um, Grandmaster Flash uh, exhibit. There was um, like this big thing with a bunch of uh, – I just remember a bunch of spray paint cans in this big uh, cabinet. And they had a uh, an exhibit where you could like mix a dub track, like a reggae track there. Oh, really? And, That's uh, kind of cool. Yeah, like it had a little four track and it had like – your reverb send and so you could like and it was just playing like you know kind of like king tubby beats and then you could just like bring up the do 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 reverb stuff and it was really cool and my girlfriend had to like at the time had to pull me away from it because i was having way too much fun and these kids behind me they have no business being here uh, and no, I'm not going to let them play with this thing because I'm, I'm going to do this all day. So yeah, I wonder if I wonder if the hip hop exhibit is, is. I think
1: you were blocking um, this Nirvana exhibit for a while when <laughs> I was there. It was kind of your build. There was a guy who wouldn't leave this interactive thing, but
3: anyway. Say so, yeah, that that w- that would have been me. Apologies. <laughs> <laughs> all right, and
1: then up on the third floor, there's two exhibits that I that were both temporary. One was the Disney. Oh, it was uh, like outfits that they've used in movies. Okay. Um, that was like a, another $10, so I didn't even bother buying that. The Pearl Jam one was included with it. So the other one was, of course, Pearl Jam, and what they call it is Pearl Jam Home and Away. It's basically, I don't know, to, to read right from the website, a firsthand look at Pearl Jam's journey from 1990 to present and into the future with more than 200 artifacts directly from Pearl Jam band members and their Seattle warehouse, including instrument stage props, original art, and a photo op featuring the towering letters from the front of Pearl Jam d- debut at record ten, which that was the first thing. So you take the elevator up to it and that the yeah. elevator doors open and boom, it, that's the first thing you see. So that was that was kinda here in the arms, you know, even as I'm describing it, I'm kinda reliving it and it's just like that I, I don't I almost didn't need anything more. Like that yeah. I, that felt so cool. It's like what a way to enter.
3: Yeah. Now, when you posted this, I left a comment asking if you were there like now Uh, at the moment. I posted the comment because and I'm fairly certain that I talked about this on the episode that we did um, on 10. My friend Kyle, who's sadly no longer with us, he uh, he met uh, he actually photographed Eddie backstage at Penn State Um, And it was uh, Pearl Jam, Smashing Pumpkins, and Chili Peppers playing. Um, And uh, he hung out with both Eddie and uh, Billy Corgan. And he had a – and I I, I Google this at least once a year looking for it. It was a black and white advertisement for 10 in some kind of music magazine. It just happened to be all he had at the time Mm -hmm. and asked Eddie to sign it. So Eddie did. But he circled on, on the Pearl Jam, um, the letters that they're standing in front of. He circled his girlfriend's name, which is, was Beth, uh, ended up being his wife for some time. He somehow I, I etched it into the letters. And on the black and white, it was before like the color tinting on the actual 10 cover. Okay. In, in the black and white image, you could see it really clearly. And he circled it and put like a heart and signed it. And, uh, and so you want me to why, see if I could go see it, huh? Yeah. That's why I asked oh. you if you were there, because I wanted you to take a look and see if that was visible. I, I have half a mind <laughs> to do this just so I can go see that because it's been, you know, it, it, Kyle showed me this in 1992 and I haven't seen it since. And I would love to just at least see that advertisement again, but I've never seen like any other shot and there are outtakes of the cover and mm-hmm. things like that, um, and I've never been able to see a shot where you can see it, uh, but uh, yeah, I was really interested in that, and uh, I wasn't entirely sure if that was like the original or if they like recreated it to for this exhibit.
1: They said it's um, the original,
3: so yeah, I mean, that that would be great. I would I would love to see that.
1: Um, but for some reason, I, I I thought somewhere I had heard that it was like actually plexiglass, but it when i again i i on on the I, I mentioned this on the episode that's coming out um before this one but to me it looked like uh, plywood but i really didn't man i was just so overwhelmed and i was trying to get that picture without it, you know blocking a lot of other people from having their their moment too you know
0: yeah um sure.
1: so i but that so i i did all i'm getting at is that i didn't like peel behind this thing <laughs> you know you absolutely right, right. you absolutely could though you can touch and you know it's it's right there man um, is
3: there, is it like mesh in front of it? I'm looking at the picture of it now. No, I that absolutely is like in, front in front of it. Front of I'm it. sorry.
1: That absolutely is in front of it, but, uh, okay. Oh shoot. Now I just fucking closed out of it,
3: <laughs> but you can get fairly close to it. It's not like it's, oh no, right. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's, yeah, uh, it's right well, there.
1: Yeah. Maybe, maybe because you can't maybe reach around. Like I was saying, um, yeah, see this is, this is why I need you to keep, uh, keep me on track here. Um, <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so th- that was just uh, I don't know. Like I said, it was it was fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah that's great. I loved seeing that.
1: And, and then you turn the corner, basically, and uh, there's. Are, like,
3: are we going in order through these? Or
1: you know, sort uh, of. Yeah, so like they okay, are kind of yeah. like the right outside the the elevator, like like across from the pearl Jam thing, is that giant? Is that I can't tell if that's that looks like it's. Um, Stone, maybe it's Mike Greedy. Yeah,
3: I want to say that's Stone.
1: Okay, uh, but yeah. So my wife, she, she's a big pop collector, so she posed next to that, and then uh, there's like a wall of T-shirts. But those are kind of like everywhere as you go through.
3: I think they're in a different order here. Are, are you looking at them on Facebook?
1: I am. Uh, so I you got the Pearl yeah, me, Jam logo. Okay. Wife next to pop. The two of us posing.
3: Yeah. Oh. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. After that. Okay. And then so yeah, uh, the, the, the
1: wall of T-shirts, yep, the, like yep, 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 ex- yep. exhibits like that. I'll just touch on that real quick. Mm-hmm. like just t-shirts like that That that's set up kind of throughout the thing um, okay and, and it's like floor to ceiling and it, it it's really done kind of cool it looks they all look just like that yeah um, that's cool so that next picture that, that at least for me i'm seeing is uh eddie it, it, it's it's actually th- this room where they play music and they're playing live stuff uh like mm-hmm. i said I'm, I'm i'm blanking on the title but that is is oh fuck avocado it's on that record for sure um, uh, a song title yeah inside
3: uh, inside, job. inside job
1: yeah inside yeah. job was the one that i sat through um again people are coming through so i didn't want to just sit and immerse it. i went back in and checked it out a couple times but they're just basically mm-hmm. showing like still pictures like on on a constant loop you know and uh, cool. like i said i was in there for about it was a live version so it was you know a good seven eight minute version of the song um yep. And I didn't see any pictures twice, so there must be just a ton that just rotates. You probably could sit in there for a while, I would assume. That's cool. Yeah. So you you get out of there, and then basically at that point you can kind of choose your your route. It it's very um kind of mazy the way it's set out. Like it, it's not like going to IKEA, you know. Right. You, you kind of just kind of <laughs> bounce around. So I don't know. Did did, did any? I, I shared a ton of stuff. I mean, they got their music American Music Awards, the Grammys, some like instruments.
3: Yeah, the, the the stuff here that that really, um, for me as a kind of collector, yeah. uh, huge fan, the 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 set lists are really what do it for me. Um, I've always loved. In fact, for a lot of my adult life, uh, I've made like computer wallpapers that were just like collages of Pearl Jam set lists. Um, I love seeing handwritten shit uh, aside from that, like seeing the uh, original, like mama demo and, and mm. Eddie's demos that he sent to, to, you know, uh stone and Jeff with the kind of like uh, whiting out the actual cassette and writing over it uh, in that Eddie handwriting. That's <laughs> just so identifiable. Um, I can't believe he still him, has the 4-track he recorded it on. That, I, I was just going to bring that up. The I've four had at least track. two
1: cassette 4-tracks and I have no idea where they are.
3: You know what? It's funny you should mention that because uh, Billy Corgan just sold a bunch of stuff on Reverb mm. and amongst it was like his 4-track or 8-track uh, cassette recorders that he recorded like Pumpkin's demos on that ended up becoming B-sides. And they were only like a few hundred bucks and i was like i I wish i'd have seen this i totally would have like dropped that for a a four track owned by billy corgan just Hmm. like a bunch of effects pedals and stuff like that like uh (laughs) just went for what i thought was insanely cheap but yeah uh, i i love seeing this kind of this kind of stuff um one of the things that i thought was cool at experience music project and i kind of see it here i'm looking at the picture uh the first picture here that has like the set list and it's got the note that says sorry love ed Mm -hmm. the um there's a picture i'm not entirely sure what it is but it's it's got a knife and it's a cutout of something uh it looks fleshy i don't think it is Um, but it's one of the pictures on the front of no code okay uh it's next to the mirror ball uh, thing in one of your pictures. And one of the things I thought was cool at Experience Music Project, I'm not a, a Husker Du guy, but they had the, um, I guess it was the gatefold to Zen Arcade, which yeah. has like a bunch of handwritten lyrics inside it. And they actually had like the mock-up with all of the actual handwritten lyrics like cut out and placed. Um, the, oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, to shoot I the album, the the actual album cover, or you know, however they print it, you're the printing guy, not me. So I wouldn't know how they do that kind of stuff. But like back then, it would that, all been
1: done by hand. Um, yeah, the, that, the the job kind, was called stripper, believe it or not.
3: Okay, the, my dad was a stripper uh, <laughs> at a printing the place. The show intro,
2: <laughs> exactly.
3: Uh, no lie, yeah, he worked at a printing place in Philly, and whenever okay. he would have to like fill out anything for school that like was parental and it had like occupation he would get a, a kick out of writing stripper every time yeah uh, dad joke he lo- he loved it
1: well I I guarantee uh the the, the stripping done in that inside of that um, who's do you record you're referencing was pretty mm. rudimentary that was probably pretty easy but because there is a lot of stuff here yeah, I'm sure your dad could explain it way better than I could because I never did it I just saw how it was done but yeah, where they're just basically fine line peeling things into four color you know you know Right, you know, images that they can burn to a plate. Anyway,
3: yeah, uh, yeah. Like I, I love seeing like those kind of elements uh, before the finished product. Yeah, uh, so that that kind of stuff's really cool for me. So I, I like seeing like the the photographs of stuff that ended up on no code and, and things like that. That's really cool. The mother
1: love bone stuff I thought was fun, and we were talking about bad statues. I think the Andrew Wood statue that's in there that is is really cool and well done kind of where yeah. he, he's almost like a, a Seattle tree at the at the bottom and you know uh, because you know over the course of doing the the grunge thing I got a much bigger appreciation for Andrew wood as far as his importance and him as a person watching documentaries and kind of seeing his own mannerisms and hearing him talk so it's nice yeah. to see that they that they, they still kind of you know they latch on that uh, you know I, I'm not sure the family agrees with me on that but um, that's a different issue I guess altogether sure. but. Citizen Dick being represented in a couple different places was kind of cool. Yes, (laughs) I thought
3: that was great. I thought that was great.
1: Oh, man. Uh, But, yeah, and, of course, Andy Schall latched. Actually, I think my wife tagged Andy in in the Citizen Disc. She actually posted it and tagged him because he commented something about our our trip there. But, yeah, Yeah, and some of the stuff they actually have, like, a little uh, placard in a description, like the Eddie Vedder 4-track, but a lot of it they didn't,
3: you know? So it's just like... The the other thing I thought was cool was the notebook... uh, like the composition book,
1: kind there, of uh, thing well, there, going there, on there, here. There's uh, there's two displays of, of a ton of them. Are you talking about that, or is there one in particular that?
3: No, it was. Uh, I was actually going to ask you if um, it was. It was. I I saved them and I like blew them up and tried to like read what pages were open, but it was yeah. tough. Okay. I was actually going to ask you to send me the original images for those so I could see what those pages were on those two pictures. Uh, yeah, I can do that. Yeah, actually, it looks like the one has. Um, uh, it looks like it's deep, uh, which might've been the origins of the lyric, um, the handwritten lyric sheet that's reprinted in 10. Hmm. Uh, again, we've talked about this on our episode, but like the way that the lyrics were kind of in the case of even flow written on a dollar bill or, you know, Eddie drew like pictures of waves on the one for oceans, um, so I, I think what we're seeing in, in some of these cases with the composition notebooks are Eddie's original l- lyrics, obviously, but maybe also sketches of the, the actual scans that end up in 10.
1: Yeah.
3: what, yeah, what, what real uh, cool.
1: One question I had for you is like, those there kind of like, uh, I don't even know how to describe them, antenna towers. Uh, what is that? Yeah, I was
3: going to ask about that. So you're we not go sure what that,
1: that, that must have been like a stage prop or something. Those things were huge. Uh, I thought maybe it was an album cover that I missed, uh, but uh, I, I think I would have uh, recognized you, it if it was an album cover. But
3: could you identify what what those who those people were at all? What are you, those you those, those heads?
1: Little, those dolls? I think it's supposed to be the band.
3: <laughs> is it?
1: Yeah, they're not not very good likenesses, uh, but that was my understanding. Although uh, there maybe. is six of them, so who knows? Well it,
3: it could be Boom, their uh, organ player now. Oh, sure. Uh, yeah. yeah, okay. So yeah. I guess it is. He's probably the gray one there. But uh, yeah, the, and the towers, yeah, I have no idea. Um, when I know that uh, Jeff has a bunch of like uh, basketball, basketball player um, action figures lined up on his amp, usually. Yeah. And I thought that maybe these had something to do with that. I thought oh, maybe I they were they, like...
1: They have to be, right? I mean... Uh, yeah. I do like that picture uh, yeah, of him with Jeff, uh, uh, Sean Kemp, of the, uh, like, it's a poster that says, like, Slam Jam. But uh, yeah, the, the yeah. basketball players from the Seattle Sonics, I thought that was kind of neat. Because I know, like, uh, I didn't know they did any kind of cross-promotion, but, I, I, you know, Jeff's been a, a huge, his, his love of basketball is pretty well-known. Huge, uh, yeah. Big NBA definitely. guy. Uh, and apparently I was uh, that buddy of mine that that I told you that I, I caught up with and uh, reconnected with out there. He he works in staging uh, in, in basically all the Seattle arenas and stuff like that. Uh, so he he has a, a his foot in the water and he says, like, you know, Stone routinely like they, a lot, these guys still have like residents out there. And he says, like Stone will actually like put together some guys and just show up at, at random clubs and stuff and still play once in a while. That's um, so great, that'd be amazing to to just walk into uh <laughs> just yeah, uh, something like that, but
3: the other thing I liked seeing um the masks the the one mask is uh the red kind of I don't even know what you'd call that thing with the horns devil um yeah it's devilish, um, I think you see that on the back of versus not the back cover, maybe the inside somewhere okay um. And, of course, the uh, George Bush mask, uh, yeah. uh, infamous for the, the Bush leaguer. Um, I had forgotten all about that
1: with Eddie wearing those on stage. But
3: Yeah, yeah. I think um, – the I don't know if it was the devil one. There was a Rolling – I don't even know if it was Rolling Stone. There was some kind of uh, article when in 93, 94 when Eddie was in his Leave Me Alone phase where, like, I think it might be a picture of the band. And he might be wearing the mask. I know that there are pictures of him with the mask on that are prevalent around that time period. I just can't remember where they all fell. Uh, and the, uh, the note there from Barack Obama pretty cool.: Yeah. Um,
1: Did you like uh, Mike McCready's uh, white Ice Man?" and like his guitar case just caked with kiss stickers?
3: Oh, you know what? I don't know if I even noticed that. Uh, I saw the Ice Man.
1: Yeah, so if you look, it's, it's not as, quite as easy to see, but if you open up the photo, the he's got Oh yeah, I see, Oh,
3: yeah, totally and, obvious. Yeah, I was too busy looking at the guitar to see all the, uh, all the pictures of Paul <laughs> pouting at me.
1: You know, that's a good yeah, point. That's... I didn't catch that until my second trip back there, but because I, I just stared at the Iceman to see what, you know, if I could figure out what year it was. But you don't see wow. a lot of uh, non-Paul Stanley-branded
3: Icemans, you know, until like about 2000. Now, let me ask you an aesthetics question. Yeah. L- looking at this picture of the Iceman, does it bother you that it's upside down? A little bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you whenever can, anything can just is just reversed
1: dis- everything in there and laid it the proper right. way.
3: Yeah, whenever anything is reversed like that and then your logos <laughs> are upside down and shit, it, it doesn't make a lot of sense. But yeah, that's cool to see. Um, obviously, he was a uh, an owner of the Rock and Roll Over vinyl because it looks like the stickers from the vinyl yeah. are on his case so that's uh yeah that's pretty cool i wonder i wonder when that would have uh well yeah i wonder when that case would have dated from
1: it has to be like, 80s because uh, yeah. you know he was in pearl jam by 1990
3: <laughs> right right
1: yeah uh, that's crazy the vitalogy yeah. whiskey bottles that was kind of a neat collectible i wonder what that was uh something that they I don't, they weren't selling those you wouldn't think
3: no, I I would imagine um, a promo item, kind of yeah. like the Kiss Hot in the Shade pyramid, like a uh, paperweight. Oh thing. yeah, that um, I
1: might be able to. I might drop some coin if I ever had a chance on one of those.
3: On one of those, yeah. Or the I, Creatures I don't, I of the Night the, Notepad Cube. The Notepad Cube. That's right. I had the uh, Creatures of the Night Notebook. I think mm. I still do actually. Ooh. Um, somewhere, um, but yeah, that that pad uh, really really crazy. Um, but yeah, it looks like a it looks like a promo item. Uh, pretty cool. Yeah, I wouldn't mind it. And, and behind it, um, I'm trying to see what's behind the uh, vitology thing. It looks looks like I actually maybe, have maybe a, a.
1: Let me see if I can pull it up here. This'll...
3: It looked. Uh, yeah, it looks like the um, the spine of a um, uh, like a two inch reel of master tape yeah so uh, from what i can tell it looks like you got the mass the masters for or maybe fort or multi tracks or whatever for whipping better man and out of my mind which is pretty cool i i out of my mind is a live song that became the b-side of one of the vitology singles so it's pretty cool to see that yeah it's um,
1: something like that i do have a lot more photos than i shared i tried to pick the cream of the crop and also you know i took mm-hmm. doubles of shit but i guess i don't have a much better view of that that i can see
3: <sighs> well then i'm gonna have to go <laughs> well, but yeah like uh, uh i meant go to seattle not leave the call but uh, okay e- e- either way oh, here we go um Oh, you know what else is cool um, the uh, the barrel on the front of Lost Dogs um, the vinyl in front of the actual barrel that was photographed for the cover I don't know that I ever noticed that it was a barrel full of like discarded reels of tape uh, I don't know that I ever looked that hard at the cover but that that's very cool considering that it's a, an album of bonus tracks and outtakes uh so it's cool to see that barrel there. Uh those are the kind of things that I'm like uh there's there's no way that this still exists and there it is, you know. The there was also like a uh, a little thing with t-shirt ideas like the the don't give up and the uh killer. I I thought that was uh cool to see that kind of stuff that ended up on on t-shirts.
1: Yeah, it it is I can't just undersell this enough. It is very immersive. It's it's a big room, you know what I mean. But it's not like you know yep. walking through Paisley Park where you almost need to be guided and, and have things explained to you as much. Right. So it's like its own floor, but it is just so much. I love the even just. I, I probably spent five minutes staring in that that room that has like their their band equipment set up just to kind of like what do they yeah. use and what do they play. And that was more the, the the music nerd in me, but. Um, I love the look of that uh, Marshall half stack with the uh, with, with basically with the cloth not on it. I think it has like a, a steel grate instead. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if I've ever seen one of those before, but uh, where the, you can actually see the speakers. But
3: the speakers, yeah, it's yeah. pretty cool looking. Yeah.
1: And then of course Eddie's mic stand because it's Eddie. <laughs> yep, yep. Uh, not a uh, not a, Oh, it is a boom.
3: Oh, oh no! But, but, but
1: I think it's allowed because he's not using a cutaway acoustic.
3: Well, uh, I, and I don't know. Uh, I don't know that they necessarily have to go hand in hand. I think it might be one or the other.
1: Okay, all right. That's yeah, uh, uh,
3: disappointing.
1: Now I don't know if you can tell, but that lightning bolt is a couch.
3: Yes, I did. Or, I was able to tell that a yes. Davenport. Yeah, let me uh, go back to that. Yeah, the uh, lightning bolt, lightning bolt. Yeah, it's pretty cool.
1: <laughs> like, there's certain parts of this conversation it's like that chris farley bit like yeah that was awesome
0: <laughs>
1: uh, yeah no i mean I, I i thought of you quite a bit when i was there based on our
3: conversations talking about those two records for the, the the grunge series by the way uh you know this can be this can be an interactive thing you know listeners and fans of cobras of fire can just hit your facebook and you know look through the pictures
1: yeah, and I probably had talked to LC handles the website stuff, and I'm sure he'll uh, be happy to dump a bunch of these into the uh, the show notes. So if you're on the cobrasandfire.com page, scroll down and uh, just take you know Gander walk through this with us a little bit. Yeah, so yeah. The
3: the other cool thing, um, you have a picture of Amy standing next to the the very large um, Eddie Vetter Funko, yeah, pop, and he's wear the shirt he's wearing is the shirt that he wears. In the Pink Pop Show, which is a uh, a show around the time of 10, yes. which is yeah. on YouTube. It's it's fantastic. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, and you can go on Etsy and buy, like, reproductions of this shirt. It's, you know, uh, it's, it's a Pearl Jam thing. But I think that uh, somewhere along the line, many years later and fairly recently, he uh, played a gig and was wearing the shirt or a reproduction of it and it was just one of those uh kind of callbacks that that fans appreciate you know have you seen the kiss funko pops they got the gu- um, the
1: guitars are all fucked up they i don't even know what oh, they're trying really?
3: to do yeah it's just like yeah I, I, actually yeah I, I don't know that i have seen them yeah i'm, I'm looking at them now uh yeah what the hell is paul playing yeah it looks like he's playing like a, a natural p-funk bass yeah <laughs> <laughs>
1: and i see wow. other one other pops of uh, musician music ones where they get the guitar like in the zone you know what i mean so yeah yeah anyway
3: yeah i actually uh uh if you've never here's a trivia question for you bako hmm. um i don't know that that you've ever seen or that i've ever posted i own uh funko pops of one band would you care to guess what bands Funko pops I own? Hmm. And it's a band, not a. It's like... it's a band. All right. And I bought I bought the set of the entire band.
1: Okay. Well, the the, the go to answer would be Fish, but I'm not even sure if they have them. And that seems like you're setting me up to kind of to go for something like like I wouldn't guess. So I'm gonna go with <laughs> uh, trying to think what bands I know are out there. Uh, Fallout Boy. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Uh,
0: I'll give you
3: two more guesses. Motley Crue. No. Fuck no. I, I bet Lee's got them, though. If anybody's got them, it's Lee.
1: Yeah. Uh, was it the... Uh, oh, God, I, we have to get into this before we go. Was it the no. Uh, Cardigans?
3: <laughs> no. Uh, uh, I purchased the Duran Duran set.
1: Oh, you know, I, I probably... If I would have put a little effort... I'm sorry. I, I think I half asked that.
3: Uh, yeah, just because I, I was so shocked that they went that far and did a Duran Duran set of Funko Pops. Mm. And, it, and, and it was a weird period of Duran Duran as well. They went for, like, 82 kind of before they broke here, which was uh, a real interesting choice of clothing and hairstyle.
1: So it's all five, then?
3: It's all five, yeah. Okay. Yeah, pretty cool. Because they've been four for quite a while, right? Yeah, okay. yeah. Andy Taylor is uh, persona non grata, apparently. He was the guitar player. Yep, yep. Uh, too many Taylors, it short. right? There are, like... there are a lot of fucking tailors in that band, that's right. You only so have Q. two
0: they <laughs> coming at you every night.
3: you wanted to pivot to?
1: Oh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I was definitely meant to bring it up and it was actually how I was going to segue into the conversation about Lee because he's one of the people that came at me. But yeah, so I had, um, Dave Brewington from blame your brother on the, on my last plus one. And, uh, on their show, they do a, a Mount Rushmore of like Halloween candy or, you know, certain kind of movies or whatever. And they, that's how they right. end the show. So it's kind of a nod, a, a nod to him and his show. I did, one that I knew would be kind of fun, and it kind of fit in more Cobras and Fires vibe, but worse 90s bands. Yep. Now, you commented that he got it right and I got it wrong, it, and that that's always the fun of those things, so there, there's no offense taken, but I, honest to God, cannot believe, because it wasn't just Lee, I got so much fucking shit for the Cardigans, i like, well, when did they become the fucking Sacred Cow? Oh my God!
3: Yeah, it's it's you know this is a it's a slippery slope, and I'll tell you why. Um, <laughs> I am no stranger to being snarky and or shitting on bands. Yeah, but in the last few years, I've uh, and look, people are angry at me. Uh, basically all of the KISS room because of the Craig Strikes Back episode, which uh, appeared here on the Cobras and Fire uh, (laughs) network. If I would have known it was going to have such a response, I would have put it in our feed. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) But um, I can shit on KISS because I lived KISS for 40 years. Mm -hmm. I I was not a Fairweather fan ever. I never turned my back on KISS until, like, and I can list out, like, the five things that happened in a row that made me say, oh, f- fuck this. Yeah. Right?
1: And I think so, we covered a lot of that. So go back and, did, and re-listen
3: yeah. to Craig Strikes Back if you want all the details. <laughs> a little bit of a rant there. Yeah. But um, uh, so the bands that I shit on now <laughs> are bands that I feel comfortable enough to say I have sampled enough of a cross section of this band that I can honestly say, and you can't say, oh, you know what, you haven't heard, you know, this. Well, okay, but if a band has 20 albums and I've heard 10, I, I think I'm good enough to, to make an opinion. Fair enough. In, in the case of, like, I, I won't name a band, but, like, if I can't stand the lead singer, if I think the lead singer is a piece of shit and uh, is absolutely grating to look at when they're performing... Uh, because they're so ridiculously over the top in a horrible way, Um, it will be a concert that Eric and I walk out of halfway in 1994, and I'll talk about it for the rest of my life. Now, having said that, um, and look, I'm a fan of Fish. There's probably (laughs) no... They're in the upper echelon of bands that are shit on. But I also can say that 95% of the friends of mine that shit on Fish have no idea... What if can't name a fish song, probably have never heard one. They've only seen that goddamn shred video where they overlay sounds on top of it. (laughs) Much like that, and I'll also go to bat for Yoko Ono, who put out some great fucking albums, better than John Lennon's albums at that time. Easy now. Yet people... Easy, easy uh, now. No, I'll I'll say it. Pump the brakes. Yet there's there's this video of her screaming, and then somebody overlaid Billy Joel on top of it, and put it on YouTube as... Yoko Ono covers Billy Joel Which is not what it was I'm not one to Get into Yoko's screaming performances As art But I will stand up for her solo albums From the 70s Because they're pretty damn good take a uh, if you're going to shit on something at least be fairly knowledgeable about what the thing is you're shitting on. Like people shit on Fish because Garcia died and so all of these hippies that followed the dead then latched on to Fish and this has been something they haven't been able to shake. Fish is one of the Best bands musically that I've ever heard, but their fan base really drags them down. I'm probably responsible for it <laughs> because now I'm. Yeah, one
1: I, of I only shit on them because I'm talking to you. I and that that's I, I don't too. really walk around with much of an opinion on on the fish at all. I, I yeah,
3: I, and that's the thing. and I'm that I, way with
1: I, all my friends that like fish. It's right. just it's it's definitely. I think I can sum up fish simply by saying it's just not for me I,
3: that's okay that, I'm totally good with that but totally my, those same that.
1: people will, will mock me for Kiss or Slayer or, or Danzig is a nice one to take I, I'm you know I have no problem with that it's just friends right. being friends man
3: yeah so so basically what I'm getting at is so I, I'm very selective so about to the what I shit on these days <laughs> right so, so my thing is what of the Cardigan and I know nothing literally from the Cardigans except maybe two songs um Although I will say, like, Lee, he posted something about Ace of Bass and said something about, this is a superior band with uh, two guys and two chicks uh, from Sweden, eh? Which is obviously a stab at ABBA, mm. who's one of the best pop bands of all time, whether you like them or not. Master songwriters and production wizards. Their albums are executed so perfectly. Um, annoyingly. so fine. <laughs> What's that? I said annoyingly perfect. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, you're, but, you're but spot on. Is the, the,
1: the, the respect for what they do again, just not for me.
3: Right. So, so I don't, I don't know enough about the cardigans to even have an opinion. Well, that's kind of what I thought too, to be
1: honest. It was like, you know, I, 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 I had a list of eight and I put about 10 minutes of work into it. Um, I, I really went for... Now, I think my list was better for one very glaring, obvious reason to me anyway. Every band that I listed, basically anything notable they did took place in the 90s, where uh, the okay. Dave's list, almost all of his spilled into the 2000s and had some success in that time too, were, were things of note. So I st- I, my, mine was a little more true to the 90s. And yeah, I just picked bands that I found annoying.
3: It was so funny to me because Eric and I went to two Lilith fairs, uh, that's and a I shock. know, <laughs> I know that bands that or or artists that specifically were the reason that he went were totally on your list, um, because you had did you have Sarah McLachlan on there? Well,
1: I, I I I did a little rant about how going through and putting my list, I forgot how many just dreadful female artists had some su- success during that time to counter that because i didn't want to come off totally misogynist i did list female artists from that era that i think are are fabulous and and contributed a lot right right and Sarah mclaughlin was
3: on my suck list okay okay i gotcha but he had limp biscuit yes 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 he wins just on that (laughs) they they may be the worst thing that music has ever fucking produced they 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 Uh. might be the worst
1: I gotta say, uh, the first plus one I did was with Josh Toomey, who's a giant Limp yep. Biscuit fan. I don't think we talked Limp Biscuit when he was on, but everybody else that has been on the, uh, this little series I started have all, at least at some point during the episode, shit on Limp Biscuit.
3: Yeah. <laughs> and it might also be because I think Fred Durst is a piece of shit. Uh, He's a douchebag. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. Uh, and and that you know, like I said before, that kind of goes a long way with me. Like if I don't, uh, there are certain things I just can't overlook when it comes to douchery. And with him, it's just like, uh, yeah, no. Anybody who's in a a sex tape with Scott Stapp from Creed, (laughs) I mean, that's that's ten times worse than the Gene Simmons sex tape, in my opinion. Uh Just from uh, uh, description alone. I've not watched it, uh, although I do know friends that you know trade the Gene Simmons sex tape like it's the uh, the fucking exposed outtakes. Really? Uh, you know, it's it's That's taken gross. on a oh yeah, you see it, uh, you see it on everybody's trading list uh,
0: these days.
3: Cra- oh, did you buy the Destroyer? I'm sorry to pivot again. Yeah. Did you? Uh, and I'm only asking this because Stephen Wilson from Porcupine Tree is probably my favorite current artist. Mm. He remixed Destroyer for. This new box set? Are he you did? purchasing it? Yeah, he did the surround mix. Now
1: is um fuck, I might buy the, the the the. There's like a there's one that's like twenty or thirty bucks, something like that. It's just the CD of the music. Is it included in that, or do you got to get that fucking super no, deluxe?
3: It's the super deluxe. Yeah, the, no, I'm the, not getting uh, that. No, the version on the CD, from what I understand, is just a remaster of the original album. How which, did he get pulled into that? You know what? It's funny you should mention this because. Uh, he does surround mixes, 5.1 mixes for prog artists. So he's done like Jethro Tull. Mm-hmm. He's done Yes. It's kind of um, his side job now. Um, oh,
1: okay. So it's just like a good...
3: He, yeah, he's, like, he's a not go-to like guy a, guy a KISS fan who raised his hand when no. he heard it was happening? Okay. No, he's a go-to That's guy That's actually in the
1: a good sign, if you ask me. Uh, yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. He um, His stuff, I, I can tell you if you're a KISS fan and you have a 5.1 system... It's going to be great because this is what he does. And um, one of the interviews I listened to uh, sometime last year, he said he was working on a huge 70s album that he could not talk about. And there was a lot of speculation about it. uh, And I'm fairly certain that it was Destroyer. Hmm. Um, And I never, ever would have guessed him. I don't think he's a Kiss fan. I, I don't think he's ever mentioned Kiss. Um, he come kind of comes from the pink Floyd school of uh, pink Floyd mixed with Donna summer. Uh, so it's uh, uh, if it's not, I was made for love and you might not be in his wheelhouse. So I, I was really surprised to see him mentioned on this again, you know, back in my kiss days, this is something that I would have absolutely creamed my jeans about. Uh, I don't know that I'll hear it. I'm definitely not buying it. Yeah, I would be, I would be curious to hear the surround mix, but that would require somebody i know having it which i i don't know anybody local that's going to buy this uh the deluxe yeah. version however I, I will say the contents of what the box comes with looked pretty cool yeah. but again it's it to me it's like you know th- Kiss always misses opportunities. Like as soon as the fortieth for Destroyer was coming around, like everybody was excited. What are they going to do? Are we finally going to get the the box set, and we didn't. That Love Gun Deluxe was a piece of shit. Um, it, you can't even call it a deluxe. No. What, whatever you want to call it, that you know. I know you're deal. Um, but uh, it, this is a time where it looks like they're they're maybe doing it right. I know some people don't like this kind of deluxe stuff, but like as a fan, this is something that I would have been all over.
1: I think the price point's legit too. Honestly, it's not bad at all. Right in line with all these other ones. Um, Two hundred, yeah. And uh, and and I think um, the fact that they're not doing the because you know that there are cheaper versions if you want to get some of the the more toned down things of it. I like that they're offering that too because that that's probably where I would be. I just I can't. I, I just can't spend that kind of money on something. Uh, maybe for the Elder or Unmask, something in that area I, I might be able to get dragged into. Uh, the day
3: that they release a box like this for the Elder is going to be the day that my breakup will be tested. Yeah, okay. You know, I, I was able to resist the, the 40th anniversary Elder merchandise. If they end up like getting Steven Wilson to remix The Elder in 5.1 <laughs> with a disc of outtakes, that might be the day where I'm like, if I'm ever going to dip my toe back in, it would be it would be tested on the day that they actually do something decent with the music from The Elder and not just the images on the cover or whatever.
1: D- Damn Craig, we, we we've had a bit of a kiss love fest here today if, if definitely by our standards when we usually talk about them. That's right. Uh, I mean, because yeah, and we were very what? complimentary of the last you know things they've been doing, but
3: yeah, I mean, I you know, I I I think I can look at it kind of honestly. Mm-hmm. The, the, when I'm negative towards Kiss, I can I am fairly certain I can back it up.
0: You yeah, know, the,
1: the only complaint that I've even, and I didn't make it was that like here we go, destroyer yet again. Um, yeah. I would like to see some more like you know, kind of like a a a more timeline like pattern okay we're going to yeah. go in order we're going to you know we're going to do this for each record kind of like metallica did they started with the first record and went next 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 but Kiss the is zeppelin
3: just, boxes
1: right you know yeah and and so the kiss is just hopping around as they feel like it and and i i've got to believe that might be because they don't have as big a hand in it i just it, maybe uh, it just although the fact that they keep going back to destroyer just does seem to go lean heavily towards gene and paul and how they like to look at their career um yeah. but again I when I saw what it was and I saw what was involved I'm like you know what if if somebody I can see why somebody would buy this and again oh, yeah. the, the price point wasn't ridiculous uh, it, it, I, it's a lot it's 200 bucks but it, there's a lot in it and the rep, the re, re, replicating the first kiss army kit that's kind of cool and I don't
3: know Yeah that's cool anyway what One of my favorite, um, just from a collector's standpoint, you can see them here behind me. These here, these are all the McCartney Deluxe sets. Hmm. And they they have been very – each one of them has a, a hardcover book that is amazing. It's each one. And I'm getting to a point with this. Each one kind of (laughs) goes through. (laughs) Thank God. I didn't just bring this up to plug McCartney. Um, Each one's got like a hardcover book that's got like every photograph taken for the cover sessions, uh, all the handwritten lyrics, uh, you know, all that stuff. It goes into like every detail of of the album. But they bounced around. And the one I want the most hasn't come out yet. And Mm -hmm. my fear is that it's not going to happen. Is it like the elder
1: for McCartney fans? Like the
3: it is it's back to the egg by wings it was 1979 it's an amazing album uh i bought a japanese copy of it at the first rock and pod uh to add to my collection it's amazing and my fear is that they won't get around to it so like every time there's an announcement and he goes out of order i'm always like why couldn't they have just done these from the beginning uh But yeah, uh, I'm a sucker for those kind of deluxe editions. I love kind of that peek in and all that extra stuff. The McCartney ones are cool because they reprinted his original um, handwritten lyric sheets. But they also, and you might appreciate this in your line of work, they reprinted them on the original, the, the kind of paper that they were on. So if it was like, if he wrote it on a piece of tracing paper or something that was like newspaper print, they actually reprinted on that type of paper. Okay, that's cool. Uh, it's super cool. Some of them are like thicker texture stock, uh, and some of them are you know look like you'll pull them out and they'll fall apart. They're <laughs> th- so thin, but it's really cool the way they put them together. Anybody that's like a, a McCartney fan definitely should jump on those kind of things. But like I, I like when they repro stuff like that. The Kiss Army stuff is like yeah, yeah. That's the kind of. Deluxe edition I can totally get behind. I'm totally not the, oh, KISS is trying to cash in on this. KISS can cash in on whatever they want. When it's quality, then, yeah, Yeah, I absolutely would have bought this. Meanwhile,
1: people, uh, you're probably not aware of this, people are still waiting for all the stuff, that that $1,000 VIP package from their uh, New Year's Eve concert, the vinyl, all that bonus crap. I think some of the shirts and stuff were sent out. Um,
3: Wait, what? For, D- Dubai? Yep. Oh, I didn't realize. I thought it was just the pay per view thing. I didn't realize they were selling like vinyl with it.
1: Uh, yeah. No. Yeah. There was like, um, I think there was there was like the fifty dollars. There was like you buy the pay per view. A two fifty package and then a thousand dollar package. The thousand dollar package had the vinyl, a Blu Ray. Um, I think your name got listed as a as a <laughs> some kind of associate producer in the credits. Uh, oh man! And it was spo- a ticket to see it in the movie theaters, which still hasn't happened.
3: Uh, oh, and that, I, I would I would say if there was one thing I'd forgive them on, it might be the vinyl because mm-hmm. there there is a lot of problems with pressing vinyl and turnaround, but. Uh yeah, but are they communicating that that's the yes. reason? Yes. Well,
1: okay. I, I think that was one of the things they said. Like I said, I think the merch they tried to get out to people at a certain point. They said this has been long enough. Let's at least send them this stuff while we wait okay. on the vinyl. But uh, the rumor is they're having a hard time getting an approved mix of the actual performance, and that like oh, you know. So, and again, it's just a rumor, but I just, I know the, the Joe Polos of the world talk about it and they, they say they still haven't got it. So they
3: share emails and things of that nature. Interesting. Yeah. I didn't realize that that was a so, whole thing to your
1: point. I don't care what they market, what they sell, if it's good and I, and you like it and go out and buy it. I've never really, I, I, some of this stuff is embarrassing as a kiss fan,
3: but you know, whatever, who cares? Uh, it's like this problem that I I and I had this with the most recent Beatles box set that came out, Let It Be box set was just released a couple weeks ago. Yeah. And people on Facebook complaining about what it includes, what it doesn't include, yet these people downloaded like every fucking bootleg from the sessions for and and all the sessions are out there. It's like 30 40 hours and I've listened to them all. They're horrible. Yeah. Um they're all out there. People paid most people paid nothing to download this stuff, yet uh, complaining about, like, official product. But, like, this is a case where it was done well. Mm-hmm. So, like, you can't – you'll never satisfy everybody. But my whole thing is if you're not going to buy it, just – who cares? Just don't buy it. Yeah, You know, just <laughs> buy it or don't. KISS is not forcing you to buy a $200 Destroyer set. Yeah. And also, I mean – Oh, I thought uh, that limited maybe, edition
1: picture disc of The Elder at one fifty was like, that's come on. But it, yeah, I didn't have the opportunity, but I would not have bought it, and it really right. would have been outside of that that passing moment looking at and like, well, I'm not going to buy that. It really just, yeah. Uh, again, I just, and it, it is whatever.
3: The the times where that upsets me is if like let's say Kiss was selling a hundred and fifty dollar version of The Elder with a bonus track that wasn't available anywhere else, never heard before. Oh, just one little thing? Yeah. Yeah. So that's when you have, as a collector, very little choice in the matter (laughs) unless you're going (laughs) to listen to it on YouTube later, which in this day and age is going to happen. But um, when it comes down to, like, variants like that, you know, people were getting on McCartney for releasing the last album in 10 different colors. No one said you have to have all 10. You being OCD might be your problem with this. Like, I was cool just buying one you know it's it's kind of weird collector's mentality there are bands i collect and there are bands where i'm fine just having one copy of each and it's like that this is music has been so devalued because of streaming that this is what it is now so you know live with it yeah you're you're not going to get around around it this is just kind of how it is now musicians will need to press as many variants as an al- as an album allows to make any money yeah. at this point so especially with like lesser bands mccartney was a bad example sure uh, but you know with lesser bands i have no problem with them putting out this version here this version there because you know they lost 18 months of touring the- money. Mm-hmm. You know. Albums, you know, that there are a very, it's amazing. I work with a bunch of 20 somethings and we, when we were all in the office, I would talk about buying a record and it was foreign to all of them. They were like, why would you, why you can just listen to it on Spotify. Why would you even consider spending money on music? Like it, 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 the current generation, just Jesus Christ. I sound 48 Mm. has no, you know, albums mean very little uh so i'm preaching I'm sure I'm preaching to the choir here pretty much you know i'm I'm pretty... sure that anybody that's listening to Cobras and fire is probably buying albums of uh, artists that I think, they i think that's that's
1: fair that's a fair uh uh generalization you know um yeah the the collector mentality that you mentioned though is is kind of nuts because you, you mentioned that Elderfest that the mm-hmm. local record store does every year um they basically from what I can tell because i i go there throughout the year um they just stockpile any Kiss stuff they get and don't even put it up for sale until this day because I don't see... That's th- cool. I don't see this shit until I'm there. But I literally bought another copy. <laughs> I don't even know how many I have at this point of Unmasked because it was $1. It didn't have the poster in it, but it had everything mm. else. And it looked like it was in pretty good shape. You know, it's like... Yeah. It's, it's not even a different print or anything. It's just like... It's like, well, it's only a buck.
3: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, I would always... if If I came across Kiss albums with inserts... Oh, yeah. uh, that were fairly cheap. You're you're paying for the insert at that point. It's yeah. it was worth it. I think know? at
1: least half my records with the inserts were kind of Frankenstein through different purchases. Like I got I got the poster in one purchase and I got yeah. the actual order form in another. You know things of like that. I have uh, I love uh, my uh, the, the story I love to tell to share about with my sister is that she was supposed to share the sticker and rock and roll over with me. That was part of the deal, and she did not, Craig. She did not share the sticker with me, so now, oh every goodness. time I get a new one, I pull out the sticker, take a picture, and text it to her. It's like, "Yeah, I got five of these fuckers now. How many you got <laughs> huh? yeah
3: that's so great yeah, yeah see i i didn't my sisters were ten and twelve years older than me. Mm. So that was stuff I did not have to worry about. They they wanted nothing to do with my record collection and vice versa. Okay, good stuff. All right, well, this is uh,
1: always fun to have you on the show. It's been a while, so it's good to have you back on. Thank you for your time. Uh, give us Thank an you. update. How is the Partridge family book coming?
3: <laughs> um it's uh it's it's going well I've actually pivoted to uh to writing about the the monkeys instead of the partridge family oh, so it's, yeah. it's going to take a little longer
1: That's a t v band um, they
3: all live in the same house to get them confused yeah yeah
1: um now, how is
3: the monkeys book coming along are you
1: still working on it i assume
3: still working on it it's it's difficult uh you know my level of fandom requires that I sync up various versions of different songs and Make sure the mixes are the same, and this is a level of, and again, I'm ready to be mocked for it. This is a level of detail that maybe only zero point zero zero five percent of monkeys fans need.
1: I'm a fan of niche, so I I don't really, I don't honestly mock niche. Uh,
3: um, Yeah, uh, the the one thing I I said a lot when I came up with the idea for this, and my uh, co author on this, Derek Miner. Uh, doing a fascinating job. Even if somebody uh, gets or looks at this book and they can't get any enjoyment out of what is actually in it, I want them to be able to say, "Well, this is some kind of level of detail that might be insane." <laughs> so that's the goal. It won't Minutia. be finished until that goal is met. Okay. Um, but but yeah, it's a, it's slow going, but uh, but we're still we're still powering through it and uh thank you for asking
1: what what about pods and sides what's the uh what's the status there it's been a month or so since the last episode i think
3: it has been like yeah fish? Um, fish was the last one uh fish was the last one yeah apologies to uh to most of your listeners <laughs> if they've gotten this far for mentioning them yet again <sighs> um yeah i have a, a new sidecast which is called why we love uh it, one of the things that and and you're no stranger to sidecasts um with pods and sods, we you know we or, or even my solo stuff tried to fit it into like a track by track or album by album, and I wanted to just kind of have a sidecast that was talking about a band, freeform conversation mm. um, uh, about a band, and it's it's been bands I've loved as well, but uh, I want to eventually get to. Uh, having guests on that will talk about why they love a band that I might not quite be as into. Um, so that's kind of in the future, uh, and probably episodes picking up maybe after the new year. Okay. Uh, uh, you, you can know, mark me down
1: for a Slayer discussion if you want to get in a little deep into is, it.
3: Is that the one you'd want to talk about? I, you know, I, I,
1: the best ones, if, if we're being serious, Black Sabbath, Slayer, maybe Glenn Danzig as a... His whole career misfits Sammy and Danzig, Kiss obviously, Mm -hmm. but I I don't know that the world really wants you and I to to
3: (laughs) dig deep on Kiss much more. Um, So
2: those are kind of like
3: when our listenership is down, we're gonna have to put a Kiss episode back out because that's how this whole thing (laughs) started with pods and sides anyway.
1: It's kind of like being in a cover band making money when you you want to play originals and (laughs) nobody will pay to hear it. It's like, well, fucking play the hits. Let's go fucking let's talk some Kiss.
3: Yeah, I remember last time that I saw Chris. Um, I, I was out there, uh, I guess maybe it was the summer before uh, I saw you. Um, and we, we went to, to eat with uh, Greg Troy, and, and mm. um, he's a nice guy, you know, yeah, great guy. Uh, hot takes are a little <laughs> I don't know that I Tries agree a with, little it, too
1: it, hard to make them hot, you know,
3: almost as bad as Lee, yeah, but um. I
1: believe what? Lee
3: though. I don't know if <laughs> that, that is true. I, I yeah. don't always
1: trust Greg is as being on the up and up,
0: but
3: Yeah, Lee is actually living his ridiculous mm-hmm. hot takes. Yes. Um Man but, of Conviction. Uh, he he is. Uh but we were sitting there and we were talking they were talking about bands and stuff and I, I, I said something like, Yeah, I still don't understand how pods and sods ended up in this circle and in rock and pod and all that and he's like oh it was absolutely kiss and i was like yeah i guess it was <laughs> uh because literally that's the 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 point that joins us to anybody we knew in that room at rock and pod
1: i didn't um, even realize it because um i had not really dug the, when, when i first met you guys i'd only mm-hmm. listened to a couple episodes uh that uh Lewis had shared and they were kiss related but i didn't know The Debbie Gibson shit. I didn't know the the monkeys (laughs) love Uh, all this stuff that like, you know, I'm almost like at first it was like shocking. He's like, wait, he he what? You know, that kind of stuff. My personal connection to the show was the passion and the interest and the the likability of the way you discuss stuff, even if I wasn't really into it, is always kind of what drew me in. Um, And my my favorite shows are like that. I don't always necessarily. But that's why I don't really gravitate towards Kiss specific podcasts. You know what I mean? Because as yeah, much as I love yeah. the band, I don't want – and as much as I like talking about them once in a while, I just can't do it all the time. I just
3: – I need a mix, you know? Right. Well, yeah. Like, my my first Kiss podcast was Kistory Science Theater. They're half mm-hmm. of the reason that Pods and Sod started. Mm-hmm. I loved those guys. And when they branched off and did, like, wrestling podcasts, I listened to those too. And I could give a fuck about that <laughs> because I loved listening to the their banter. But yeah, for pods and sods, like I have said many times in the past to to lots of people, come for the kiss, stay for the Debbie Gibson, yes. because you'll want to hear how <laughs> Debbie Gibson shunned me uh, in 1991 uh, at Valley Forge Music Fair. It's it's all in the feed. That it's bitch. all there. But uh, but yeah, so it's uh, it's it's been enjoyable, and Ooh. we've met uh, a lot of c- colorful characters uh, because of it. Much like uh, your your host, uh, Cannon Boy.
1: Mm, Canning boy,
0: co-host.
1: yeah, co-host. I like that one co-host. Yes. Uh, now, I uh, my wife says I'm not colorful because I only wear black. <laughs> <laughs> All the best, then. I, I look forward to this the sidecast, um, and, and hopefully, you, you know, like I said, I'll come on and I'll I'll just talk about some ridiculous band. Um, yeah,
3: I, I would say like something like the bands you mentioned. Wasp. what I. The, it, Wasp, you know, I've been thinking about doing a Wasp episode for a while. Oh, I'm um, your fucking I, guy. I only know the first album, but I know it very well. It was one of my, um, it was one of my uh, uh, go to albums back when I was like discovering Iron Maiden. Mm. Back, you know, back when that first Wasp album came out, I bought the "Fuck Like a Beast" single at the first Rock and Pod. Also, that was Do you the still have other it? record I bought. What's that? You so you have it. I have the seven inch, yeah.
1: Okay, uh, I had the twelve inch when I was uh, a kid, but I it, every time I look at it in Discogs, it, it, first of all, it's not on there a lot, but it's always just uh, you know a grip. So uh, I don't know. I would like to get it, track it down at some point. But
3: anyway, uh, yeah, it's it, they had both at Rock and Pod: the seven inch and the twelve inch. And I grabbed the seven inch because I thought it was more novel. I probably should have gotten the twelve inch instead.
1: I, I have no idea, honestly. I, Same uh,
3: tracks. It's the you know, it's it's just a matter of format, really.
1: Yeah. All right, well, I'll I'll eventually dig her down, but uh, whatever. I love that first Wasp record still. I think it's perfect.
3: Yeah, I might uh, need to do a track by track on that. Let's, <laughs> let's keep that. Let's keep that in mind. Maybe but, yeah, I'll have you I'm on an our show. To do it. Yeah, yeah, what I'm envisioning for the other podcast is if it's a band that I'm not familiar with, I'd have like the the person I'm co-hosting with give me like ten essential tracks that I'd listen to, and we could kind of buzz through. Okay, um, as a through line between like telling me why this band is so important to you so that's kind of uh that's how i envision the episodes uh, in the future so we'll definitely have you on for that well you know how to reach me so and and i'll have on for the cardigans so we can uh, we can skype you <laughs> in as a surprise do they have 10 songs oh ho, ho, snap
1: <laughs> oh I didn't all right say it. Uh, nothing but uh, love and respect uh, to you out there and uh, um, looking forward to, like I said, your, 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 your new sidecast. You got fired up. Uh, but get- hey, man, you want to get out of here? Uh, yeah. Uh, you know what? Chicken butt. Rock's not dead. It's on its retirement tour.
0: Take your traces when I laugh. Oh, baby, don't you know you can't cry? Cause you ain't enough, lady, to keep the master satisfied. Well, you know, I've got the kind of loving that you need, kind of loving that you're so fair. That's why the ladies call me Mr. Speed. Oh, getting on your knees, don't make it. You try teasing. Oh, baby, you can't even fake it. Oh, made it clear. Oh, baby, you can't even see me. So stop those tears. Oh, baby, you can't even deceive. Ah ah. Well, you know. Got the kind of lovin' that you need kind of lovin' that you've so That's why the ladies coming in to speed Look out! Yeah.
3: last vacation memory was being in a Denny's with Baco. <laughs>
2: hey, way to send you off, buddy. That's right.
0: <laughs> um.
2: Maryland sports fans. There's only one sports book in the great state of Maryland with over 50 years experience booking bets and supporting customers. Bet Fred Sportsbook at Long Shots is now open and is the only sports book in Frederick offering cash betting on football, basketball, world soccer, and more.